Welcome to Something to Talk About, where I take all this gear that I've accumulated from way too many years of podcasting, and I put it to a good cause. And this is the podcast with a cause. Uh, typically, we have one cause that we uh, highlight, if you will, during our conversation, but we're actually going to highlight quite a few because I have a very special guest with me. I have Mr. Dave Levac. Now, Dave Levac has been many things in his life, and his bio is, is very lengthy and very long, but there's a bit that he does, and I'm actually going to ask him to do it. It's the... I used to be. I used to be. So give me the list <laughs> of the I used to be, because I think that's the funniest, best bio that you could put together. So you used to be? I used to be a paper boy. <laughs> you used to be a paper boy. What else have you been? Oh, I've, I've done all kinds. I made concrete pipe. I worked at Massey's. Uh, I worked at Ford's. Uh, went to university, became a teacher. I taught for 25 years, uh, 12 of that as a principal. And then I got elected as the MPP. I recently retired. I did not run in the last election, and I was the Speaker of the uh, House in Ontario. Yeah, and that, I, I got to say, every time I have these conversations with you, I it's the humble in all of us. You know, it's like we're just two people living in Brantford. That's wearing all your it shirt. is. Exactly. And, and I was actually going to, you know, I was actually wondering if I was just going to do an episode of Levac in the Shack. Because, you know, I know. Isn't that awesome? I was there. Oh, I know. There, there's something to be said about the Hobo Shack. But yes, this is not Levac in the Shack. I don't think those conversations should be recorded. No, I don't think they would be. Uh, but this one definitely is. Now, you used to be a lot of things. And obviously, for those that are in the area, MPP, uh, for, for the better part of the decade, yeah. you know, the, the this millennium for all intents and purposes. Um, and for the better part of that, you were the speaker. Uh, we've had multiple conversations in the past about that. I'm not necessarily going to dwell into it. Um, but then all of a sudden, retirement. A retirement, that's You it. know, and the next thing you know, Rosemary's asking you to do this, and you're having to do this. And I know for a fact that you are busier now <laughs> than you've been before. You're yeah. actually having to turn things down. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm turning some things down. I'm doing uh, kind of the feel-good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I did, I have a new gig. An actual gig. It's uh, I teach at McMaster uh, one day a week. That's awesome. And uh, I uh, was allowed to design the course inside of the political science department. Um, and we kind of put a experiential learning to mm. work. Now this uh, is fourth year, people. Fourth year, so, fourth so this year is at the end of this their cycle. This is the rock and roll part where they're yeah. there to learn. They're there, and and they were very intrigued. Uh, engaged, uh, really great group of kids that uh, that went through this uh, this course. Now, that was that your first first time, first time, and that's a full semester. Or uh, two, two semesters, two semesters, a year long. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And and now you put that together yourself. Yes. Or or, or, you, or you, you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where where did you how did you structure it? Like I, I, I generally, <laughs> this is a conversation I haven't had. We you hinted at it last time we talked because yes. you were you weren't announcing it or I whatnot, wasn't announcing so I knew. It. Yeah. Uh, but I have. This is the first time we've actually talked about it since that. So before we get into it, you, you used to be many things, but right now you are a teacher at McMaster University. Tell me about McMaster University and your course. Great place, a great place. Good working conditions, and and I'll tell you, the uh, chair of the the chair of the department, uh, Karen Bird, is uh, is a brilliant woman who. Uh, uh, really kind of lets you do your thing and, and kind of helps you and guides you. And uh, uh, as the uh, post-mortem of this year's course, I'm going to be changing a few things up a little bit. When when she and I had a conversation, we're going to be adding a few more things. 
But I will tell you this. Um, it's a great place. Um, th- there is a lot of activity going on. The kids are engaged and the profs are really into it. So you could, I could, I got a good feel for it. Very similar to what I experienced as a student at Laurier. And mm-hmm. I know that the same feeling is there on the campus here in Brantford. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love that feel. There's a lot of energy there. And uh, I, I got a chance to kind of put some things together that weren't in a textbook. Mm. Let's put it that way. Well, so. see, and I think that that's kind of what I was getting at. You were given carte blanche, for lack of a better term. I'm yeah, sure there was yeah. some parameters, but it's not like yes. the the uh, the secondary level where there's a, a very defined curriculum. You Correct. Know, when you're in university, first of all, you're taught to learn. Yes. You know, the biggest thing you walk away with is to be able to self-learn, yeah. regardless of what it is. So the philosophy and all that, your three years of education already before you touch these people, by their fourth year, they're coming out. They need to be ready. Yes. Uh, and let's be yes. honest, they're not going to get that from a textbook. They need to have something that's closer to real life. And it's We visited Queen's Park. We had the former premier come and visit. There's an, There was all kinds of factual stuff that was there yeah but on top of it it was experiencing what a former mpp was all about former premiers all about what was the legislature like we brought them there they got to see it in some cases they hadn't been since a long time ago mm. when they visited so they got to see the actions part and we also reviewed uh we also reviewed the meat and potatoes of it which you really don't get uh in in a textbook class kind Mm. of thing. So I got to design case studies. So what we did is we took topics and then we turned them into case studies. So I had to first teach what is a case study, Mm -hmm. how is it structured? We formed groups, there were group contracts. So we, we did the whole shtick and they were all kind of really buried in it and they did a great job. I was really impressed with how good they, uh, they handled it and how well they handled it. And, and I'll tell you something else, what's really cool is that all of the people I've asked to come and visit, every one of them said yes. Why oh, wouldn't you? So they all came and visited, and uh, they, they, they really did a great job. I, it wasn't just politicians either. I brought in uh, lobbyists and, and that kind of stuff to teach them the job opportunities inside of the legislature slash politics is huge. Mm-hmm. And and they're engaged. So it, it, it turned out really good. It was a great little gig. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the people that have been on this particular series, so, you know, because I've done other podcasts, but this particular series have had a lot of people that you would know. And a lot of them fall into the category of if Dave Levac calls asking for a favor, you say yes. <laughs> you know, Doug Hunt, Randy Papel, myself. You know, the list goes on, right? Uh, right down to I'm sure Jordan Zokes to a certain degree, right? And we had Rick Mannon on, you know, a couple of weeks go. ago. You know, all of these people, and similarly. Uh, if Randy calls and says, I need something, same thing, it's, it's done. You yeah. know, it's, it, there's certain people that, um, well, the word integrity, I think comes into play on that. One. That's, that's a good way to put it. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and here, here's why, here, here's why, because all of the people you mentioned to a person, mm-hmm. they were, they're there in it for somebody else. They're yes. there in it to do good. They're there in it because somebody else is going to benefit from it. And it's about community. Yeah. So that's where the connection between, uh, what we're talking about uh, yep. as we finish the episode, we're going to talk about charity. We're going to talk about community activity, community work. Those are the reasons why those people say yes. Because if it's a call, it's usually not, oh, come help, help, yep. help me move, fill my truck, yep. uh, you know, pull out the bushes in my backyard. That's not why they get the call. No. They get the call because it's to do something about the community. I, uh, I say this a lot. Um, and you know me, I'm in marketing as well as a whole bunch of other stuff. It's not about me. Yeah. It's like never supposed to be about me. You'll no. never, you know, you've seen my work. There's never my branding on it. Heck, I don't even announce who I am when I do this podcast. 
You know, who, who are you? Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? I, I'm the moderator That's in this right. conversation. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not about us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when we're talking about charity. You know, yeah. and uh, I'll, I'll, you know, say it right now. One of the like I've I've worked on billion dollar projects. You know, like I said, we've had some talks about my previous life or whatnot. But I've worked on some fairly large systems, and I've designed some fairly complicated systems. Nothing brings me more pride, joy, meaning, blah, 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 than that Think of It project. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that trumps... Clockwork, uh, isn't it? Oh, my God. It, it's, it's, I will go to bed at night. I will die tomorrow knowing that I did one good thing to people that needed it. Yep. And my name is not on there at all. Now, right. I take pride in it. You know me. I, I love these things. I'm always... But yep. it's never about me. And to me, that's real charity. Yep. You know, so... We're going to talk about a few charities because I know some of them are close to your heart. I know some of them are close to your friends' hearts. Uh, and uh, these are all charities that I know of because of, you know, the conversations that I've had. So I'm really looking forward to it. the theme for the conversation, though. And once again, I want to get this right because you worded this and uh, playing in the sandbox together. And that is such a <laughs> Dave Levac thing. And I'm going to read the subtitle here. All organizations, all levels of government working together always gets the best results. And I know that for a fact because... I've had conversations with many politicians in this city, as you well know, and the theme in Brantford, Brant, Brantford, Brant, for lack of a better term, has always been, regardless of party politics, regardless of levels of government, uh, and you know this is part of that social enterprise, social business thing, it's not about those tiers. We need to get together and make it happen. And I know for you, uh, your relationship with Phil McComan is deep and personal and, and a very long time. Uh, so that probably came naturally. Um, you, uh, when you were in, in power, for lack of a better term, uh, you coincided with the mayor who you saw grow up into that role or whatnot. So there was a very tight bond developed in Brantford for about a decade, I think. Um, but even in that decade, there was changes at the municipal level. Uh, there was blips uh, and changes at the federal level, and you kind of saw it all. So before we get into very specific charities, I kind of gave the title subtitle, verbalize it in the Dave Levac world. <laughs> it's everything I learned in kindergarten and have sometimes forgotten. Yes. So the idea, the, the idea is really simple. Uh, I can put any of my personal feelings, whether or not it's a political feeling, a party feeling, or partisan feeling, I have to be able to take that, set it aside, and say, what is the objective? Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you tend to be a little bit more open to somebody else's idea or somebody else's way of looking at things. It doesn't mean that you forego it. It just means that you can park it for a while and you know enough not to put that up. You know the old-fashioned things that the grandparents used to say is we don't talk about sex mm -hmm. or politics. Mm -hmm. Everything else is on the table. It's almost truthful in so much as if you're specifically talking about politics, Phil and I could go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Oh, God, yeah. But you have. If we have. Yeah. But if we're talking about a project or something that was good for the community, we then have to fight sometimes our own parties or mm -hmm. sometimes our own governments and say, wait a minute, we're all working on this one together. So playing in the sandbox together is something that if you actually watch kids do, they're pretty good at that naturally. Mm -hmm. The unnatural part about it is the te that when we keep telling people, you have to learn how to share or no share your toys. And so the natural component is I want, I want that truck. I want mm -hmm. that tractor. I want that shovel. And then some adult usually kind of snuck in there and said, no, 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 share the shovel, share the truck, share the, share the toys inside of the sandbox. And then all of a sudden, if you leave them alone, they're fine. Mm -hmm. 
take that and translate that into what is a community but a giant sandbox? Well, we're all sand. <laughs> we're we're, we're many a giant things, sandbox. Yeah. So yeah. let's go play in the sandbox together. So let's kind of duke out the ideas and then come to the same conclusion that it's going to make our community better if we get this done. Yeah, because at the end of the day, regardless of the federal level, the municipal level, or the provincial level, um, you are operating in an ecosystem that is based on the citizens of your county, your, your region, whatever, exactly. electing you and, and giving you a job. Exactly. Uh, you know, so, so that is by far one of the biggest difference between any other business out there. Like I've got clientele, I've got patrons, you know, and the list goes on. But I'm not as accountable in the same way, you know, nor, yeah, nor, nor have they the right uh, to to attack me, they would the way they would attack you That's in right. some ways, right? Because they hired you. They yeah. But here's the here's <laughs> that was our first mistake right there. <laughs> well, here's the interesting point about that. Every four years, yes, whether or not I've done a great job or a poor job, I put it on the yep. line because they're going to elect me. I've had people come up to me saying, you know, it, it's not you, Dave. It's not you. It's so and so. And I said, well, I did my job. And and yep. no, no, it's not you it's the other guy or it's the premier or yep. it's the prime minister or, or it's this issue it's or this it's, party yeah. or it's this or it's that it's this issue. So y- you could get thrown out of office being one of the best MPPs yep. that ever happened. And you get thrown out of office because every four years, that's the check. Hey, there's a lot of people. And once again, this, I don't do politics. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can do politics. Don't, oh, to yeah. your point, I could go toe to toe. Right. Sure. Uh, but I don't, I choose not to, uh, had you run as an independent, you would have won. Uh, yeah, I, I know. think so. I there, think so. Not not that that would have been the outcome that any of us needed, you know. Because, I know, I know. You know well, but but I, I, back to the the point of people voted Dave, and the very fact that you were uh, the longest serving Speaker of the House, dealing with multiple parties and having the respect of all of those parties, translated to a degree as to why you know, you were that person. You weren't viewed as a liberal or as a conservative or as an NDP. You know what's interesting, though? What's really interesting to me is that my colleagues that I've gotten mm. to know over the 20 years, a lot of them already think like that, too. And <laughs> and the reality is is that people put those labels on it, yeah. and the behind-the-scenes crews of yeah. all of the parties do a lot of that stuff. I think people want politics to be done differently. I honestly do not believe, I, and I, in my heart of hearts, yeah. I do not believe people want to be venomous. No. I don't believe they can people be. want to be cruel. They can, well, sure yeah. they can be. Yeah. And some of them are all actually just following the lead. Yeah. If we or their had, patterns or... If they're ahead of us. Yeah. They're, the, the general public is ahead of most of the politicians because most of them simply say, just get the job done. Yeah. Just do the job. Work together. Get the job done. So when people do that, more and more of us will, will be getting more and more attention. And the more attention we get, the more politics will change and the more the backroom stuff will change and the more the leadership will change. I'm optimistic that way. And whether or not I'm being silly when I'm being that optimistic, it's because Mr. and Mrs. out there, they need to kind of vocalize that. Yeah. They need to start pushing their members. If their members are just simply a party hack, and they don't like it, they should tell them, look, you're a party hack. Just stay focused on your community. Yeah. Let's get this done. Well, and I think there's two aspects. One, there is the four-year, you know, uh, yep. call to arms. Report card. Your yeah. report card. And, and uh, to your point, whether or not you did well doesn't mean that you're the only player in the party. Right. Uh, and similarly, if you did poorly, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose your job. You and know, it's time it's, for somebody else, maybe. That's yeah, that's the other part. Well, that's the other thing, too, that, that I've noticed. And like I said, I'm, I'm fortunate... How do I want to say this without sounding egoistical? 
I I have obviously interacted with multiple levels of government yep. and multiple levels in this city. Um, for someone that is not an elected official, for someone that has no power, for someone that really doesn't even care about being social anymore, um, that is a certain degree of networking and connection points that is unraveled in other cities. If you're just a general person, there's something to be said about coming to Brantford, or Brantford Brant specifically in this case, and if you're treating your elected officials like the people that they are, you've always been Dave to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, I respect your position, whatnot, but you're Dave. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Chris has always been Chris to me. You know, Phil has always been Phil to me. Uh, you know, a Will is Will. You know, the list goes on, right? Because at the end of the day, and I think part of it goes back to that thank you vet thing, I've been fortunate enough to be part of a project and an overall committee that touches on not only all those levels of government, but also all of the firefighters, ambulance, you know, like every, uh, the, the chiefs, the we're, list goes on. all like, brought in. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's scary to think uh, the amount of connecting points that come when all those people come together for a cause. You know, to your point, you may not be able to achieve the macro level uh, of, uh, you know, uh, Queen's Park working together. Uh, but at the micro level on a very specific project, and we're going to talk about a few of them right now, I believe that you can, and I think we have very good examples yes. uh, that, that showcase that. Because even Will, who has sat in that very chat, his chair and has had the same very cat, you know, once again, party politics, right? You both share the same cat. You know what I mean? There's, there's the, 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 the part that connects. Exactly, the connecting part. I had to put the cat away because Rick was allergic, though. In any case... The reason I bring that up is at the end of the day, all of these people are operating at the micro level on very specific pro projects. The one that you recently did uh, last week uh, down the street from literally down the street from where we live, where I live, where you literally had uh, the two mayors, you had the MPP, you had the MP, you had the ex-MPP, the ex-Speaker of the House, you know, <laughs> and the list goes on for a major announcement. Yes. You know what I mean? To get those parties, those levels, those tiers, you know, together in other cities, not as easy. Yeah, you know what? The, uh, people have said that to me around yeah. around the province mm -hmm. when I've traveled and when people are talking to me, and that is they are a little bit jealous of the fact that uh, when we do events, everybody shows up. And you're all smiles, and, and you're all hugs, and you're genuinely hugging in those moments, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is a, a little bit of a unique circumstance. Uh, I would love for it to grow. Mm. I would love for it to kind of catch fire and start happening all over. And unfortunately, uh, I, I think this this era of of visceral politics. Is, when I get oh, creepy, I, I know, I, get I know, I get creepy when I start talking about this. And then it's I can't understand why people have to do that. I really don't. I I, I think like many things. Um, sometimes you need the valleys. Yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes you need the hills. Sometimes yeah. you need the failures. Sometimes you need the reminders. Yeah, but it does help you know. because I'll tell you something else, that, that um, there, there tends to be a, a, a respect for any one of those people that says, I need, I need you to come because I'm going to do something. Uh, each, each one of that group, and the group expanded, it, mm -hmm. by, by the way. It got larger and larger, and I think, you know, the more people that we stay connected... They'll come, and, mm -hmm. and if you show up, it, it, it seems to be the understanding that many hands make light work. Everybody's playing in the sandbox. You, you, you use the analogy you want. 
and it seems that everyone's kind of really catching this. I've seen organizations come together that I've never seen before when I was younger and I was watching things happening. More and more organizations are working together and finding that more can be accomplished because alone they couldn't quite get it over the top Mm -hmm. because they either didn't have the resources to do it or they didn't have the connections to do it. And more and more people are coming together. The best example I've seen without me involved and and watching how it happened, I watched how Chief Nelson Mm -hmm. of the Chief of Police pulled together several agencies and said, you know what, doing the same thing year after year after year is not really taking a bite out of the statistics and things are not improving. Let's take a look at doing something different. And when he pulled everybody together, it was almost like a miraculous epiphany. Mm. Things kind of clicked and went, we kind of always thought about doing this, but somebody finally pulled it together. When they did it in a very short period of time, and I was peripheral, Mm -hmm. I helped contacted province and blah, 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 when I was MPP. And afterwards I kept in touch. The stats are staggering. Mm -hmm. The improvement on some of the things they've done because the way they're doing it now in terms of calls from the police and mental health and responding to crime, it's really taken a bite out of it. And I'm good. I can tell you that's what happens when you pull everybody together because, oh, I can do that. Oh, I'll do that. I've got a little bit of funds. I can partially pay for this and it, I'll partially pay for that. And, but, and it, and it, it, it works. Yeah. It works. Well, <laughs> it, it's the concept of, of, to a degree of crowdfunding in, yeah. in some cases and crowdsourcing. All Cra- of these yeah, things, yeah. you know, are, are, are terms that we, the collective, I, the collective, it's there. And, and to your point, I, I see it whenever we do the thank event luncheon. Everybody uh, pulls together. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know how that – It's a that day's a blur. You know that as well yes. as I do. Yes. But yet you look at it and it gets done. And, and like the, when we do, we, we do the 400 bags, it's like – everybody Everybody's got a job. Yep. Everybody gets their job done. And our meetings are just simply meetings that say, I got this done. Okay, you report. You go over the list of who's done, doing what. It's done. I've – put in the call or I've sent the letter, I need this communication, blah, blah, blah. And everybody just kind of, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got my job done. And it's a collective that comes together and reports that we're ready to rock and roll. So when everybody kind of fine tunes this and then shows up on the day, the the veterans, the spouses, the widows, the people that are, we're celebrating, it's almost like they they just you walk in and out and at one time as you know yep. it's shrinking at one time we were the largest in Canada was about 750 people were fed in less than a half an hour yeah and everybody got their thing done and everybody did it and it was over and then almost like a deflation <laughs> we're ready for next year it's well every single project and I know you're you're part of a few uh, local ones that, that are similar the second that the events over you're starting to plan the next one you know the jazz festival being one that I know Absolutely. you're involved in um, okay, so yep. we hinted at, at the thank event, uh, but I want to cover one first because it, it's uh, it happened recently. It happened down the street, and I yes. kind of alluded to it, and it's out of order from what I have on there, so uh, I'll no get worries. back to it. But uh, the Brant United Way uh, is doing a rebranding or going back to the past, and it's rebranding. <laughs> and it's funny, I came across that after I invited you 
to be here. So from a timing point of view, things just perfect. Tend, I know, isn't it awesome? Oh, you're a genius. Uh, so, you know what? <laughs> if only I could get an audience so that people could actually hear this stuff. In any case, let's get it captured at least. Sure. Actually, I want to take it past branding. Fair uh, enough. We're not getting rid of the United Way. Correct. The United Way structure still exists. We still are going to be doing agencies, but there's a different funding. There's a different way in which we're going to be, and we're going to call it the community chest, which in the old days, in the very old days, it was red feather. And then it became, yeah, that's really, that, oh, wow. yeah, that, that's really old. And then it became the community chest. And what we're hankering to is the community side of mm-hmm. it. We already have the United Way, which has their organizations, industry, business, uh, that kind of stuff, and individual givers, that kind. So what we're doing is with the community chest is in engaging their whole community in in the United Way. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a parallel that's happening, branding of the of the community chest, and the staff have done a revision. They did a review. They did an overview. They kind of dissected everything and they they're making some changes the agencies are all on board and it'll look a little different than it did before through the community chest but also the united way the old i i was involved in the united way about for about 11 years mm-hmm. and and as i moved on to something else one of the things that we kept doing was we set a goal and we did a review of what the needs were we set a goal and we didn't hit the goal for, there was a time where we missed about seven years in a row. We didn't hit goal. And then the following year, they would raise the goal. So we'd have to raise more than we didn't raise the year before, seven times. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, guys, this is kind of getting stale. Is that number generated locally or, or from a head office? No, no, it's, 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 it's a, a local It's a review. local number. Okay. It's a local review. But the problem is, is that the agencies were saying, this is how much money we need to, yeah. to operate, blah, blah, blah. And their needs grow. And their needs grow and they yeah. continue. But the problem was, is that we were not hitting our goal. And yeah. the more you didn't hit your goal, the less likely it was you weren't going to hit a higher goal the next time. If you were a government, that would be a deficit. That would <laughs> continue. <laughs> all right, there we go. There we go. Now, all of that said, uh, there's going to be a review of that that's yep. already taken place, and they're going to set that tone of how that's going to play out. And then the community chest was when Paul Williamson and I were asked to come in, Paul specifically, because he's been a champion of the United Way, like a real champion yeah, of the United Yeah, I saw that when I was reading the article. I was, Huge. I, I, once again, names you never hear about, right? Because and, it's not about them. And it's not about Paul. Didn't yeah. worry about anything. He didn't want He didn't want the lights. He yeah. didn't want the cameras. He probably felt awkward in that photo. He did. Yeah. He, he did. He was not happy. <laughs> but I told him. But sometimes you have to. I okay, mean, Grandpa, yeah. get in the picture. <laughs> so all of that said, we then, we then took that task and said, let's bring back mm-hmm. all of the chairs or co-chairs or vice chairs of the United Way that were okay with this. So we explained to them what we were doing and it, to a person, they all said, great idea. Everybody that we were able to contact wanted to be there. Some couldn't make it. Yeah. They had commitments. But we had about 10 or 15 uh, previous chairs and, and letters and from And this others. is what I find interesting. That list, if, if you were to put that group and tally it all, all up. leaders. Oh, my God. And it goes back to your conversation earlier about the, the teaching as well. When Dave puts the call out, people come. But, they all you know, But these are also people that over the course of decades, you know, uh, put their blood into this. So, yes. so of course, they have a, a vested interest in seeing it continue. And they want to see it succeed. Well, that's the big difference, right? And, 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 when, and when they all came, and, and surprisingly or not surprisingly, 
in my opinion, not surprisingly, most of them either ended up being a mayor or an MP or an MPP, not just because they wanted their name out on lights, but because their natural leadership yeah. tendencies was, I'm going to help the United Way uh, or I'm going to do charity work. Don't even have to say the word in the United Way. No. I'm going to do charity work yep. because I just like to lead. I like to be part of, of a charity in my community and their community leaders. A lot of them ended up being MPs and MPPs and passed. And like it, 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 it's an example of um, what we talked about a little bit earlier when we said about um, it, we all work together. Yeah. This is it's about a focus, not yeah. about them. It's a focus about what's good for the community. And they've all stepped up. So the United Way has been um, uh, positive rebranding, if you wish, but uh, it's changed uh, we used it as a moment to kind of launch things and get things ready for the next campaign, and, and we're, we're going to rock and roll this. So for the next few months, uh, Paul and I are going to kind of put this community chest to work, see who wants to come on board, see who wants to be a community builder, and then hand it back to the United Way and say, okay, here's job, a working job, model. J- job's done. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're building basically the factory for them to, 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 to operate uh, from this point forward. For yeah, well said. Yeah. well said. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Gee, that was a good one. That eh? was a good one. Eh? Uh, every so often, every so often. Uh, anything else you want to add on that one before we move on to the next charity? Nope, we're no. ready. We're uh, ready uh, so once again, just to recap that one quickly, that's a prime example of not only multiple levels of government that came together, but also decades of volunteers. Yes. Uh, yes. So that now, as you say, are either leaders in an organizations, leaders in government, leader or have been some form of leaders. So uh, once again, a positive example. And my hope here. Uh, seeing that we're using this as a use case, uh, that we will have a positive use case when we look at this uh, after this campaign and we see a A to B shift and you see that line go we'll this way. We'll review it. Exactly. Of and course. You, and of that's course. what you do, right? So uh, we're going to bring another one. And this is funny that, that this is we're talking about this one because I've always wanted to reach out to Phil uh, to be a guest to talk about this particular charity because I know this one's close to home. Absolutely. So, so Crossing All Bridges. Tell yes. me about Crossing All Bridges. Started with about four or five mums who whose children are, have uh, challenges and mental challenges and aged out of school at 21. After 21, it's pretty tough for them. In a lot of cases, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it's unfortunate. In a lot of cases, once they're finished going to school, there's very little for them. Mm-hmm. And they end up kind of moping around and, and not putting to work the things that they've learned. And what really ticks me off is that there almost seems to be an assumption that they can't continue learning. Yeah, no, it's a... and and it's almost like a it's almost like a uh, it, 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 it's almost like you're it's going to happen to you because that's what we're going to do to you. Mm-hmm. So the moms got together and said, "Let's come together and we'll we'll get them on computers." And they they had some space at the Dunn Building, and uh, Brantwood helped them out for a while, and then they kept growing. And because more and more parents were coming forward saying my son, my daughter just sits at home and let's, is there something for, they, and it got bigger and bigger. <laughs> and build uh, it, they will come. And, and Jordan McCollman, who's, mm-hmm. who's my buddy yeah. forever and he, ever, amen. He, yeah, he's all our buddies. He, he's my buddy. And Phil and I, um, Phil's desire was, let's see if we can pump this up a little mm. bit. Well, they've never had a home of their own and they've had to move a couple of times. Yeah. And so uh, St. Bernard School came up uh, for sale. Really? And, uh, the, you know, Crossing All Bridges put in a bid, but it was one of those kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. low-ball bids yeah, yeah, of a charity. Is, yeah. Can't do that anymore. No. They used to be able to give them away, but yeah, they can't do no. that. 
they got to pay market value. So uh, a developer bought it mm. with the intent of throwing up some townhouses or whatever and uh, turned his head back and said, you guys put in a bid. This is interesting. And he came to us and said, really? this is uh, what I'm prepared to do. So we bought it off him. Wow. And, uh, and he, he he looped back on that. He 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 turned down. I'm going to tell you, he turned down maybe triple or quadruple oh, his I money. B- I believe it. He still he still did okay. He's not yeah, yeah. he's not going to lose anything. Now is he going to be involved in this in any? Capacity? Already is. Okay, so, so this is. is this is not just. He's a, in for the he's in for the. Well, that's 10 what I'm count. saying. Yeah. So yeah. he he's he loved it. That's great. He loved it. He loved the concept. He loved what was happening. He knows the kids now. He saw what was going on. Now, was this on. a local uh, buyer? Lo- local developer. I, I, he's a little bit sheepish about saying anything, no, no, so no, I'm no, not going to no, say no, anything no, no. about it. It's not about the... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and it's not about me, right? No. So what happened was is uh, Phil and I decided, and he kind of tapped me on the shoulder a little bit, and I was easily tapped. We even Dave Levac has someone that says well, this yes when be- a person calls. This is what oh yes, this is before I retired. Oh so really? This is going back a bit. Both of us, yeah, both of us had to check with our integrity commissioners to ensure that we couldn't, we didn't breach any rules by participating as honorary co-chairs mm-hmm. of the capital campaign to raise enough money to literally purchase the building, and make. Improvements. The developer put in some leasehold agreement to build improvements, and we bought the building. So you actually uh, have already generated the funds for this, or are you now? now We're inches away. Okay, so so it's one of those things where uh, you've put a solid deposit on something. It's yours, but, you know, obviously there's still more work to be done. There's a little bit more work to be done, and uh, we're, we're extremely happy and extremely Humbled by the response. Now, are they uh, going to be putting their social enterprise in the same building? It is. It is. So yeah. all the shredding barriers. And I love that name, by the way. And it started by the executive director. The first one was a parent, and it ten- ended up being a volunteer for a while, and ended up being the executive d- director of it, and took a peanuts for pay, mm. uh, and and said to the kids, "Come on in and shred." She needed to yeah. shred some stuff, and then the next thing you know, she looked at it and said, "Wait a minute, what?" can do this so we turned it into social enterprise yep. and now we've got shredding barriers yep. and it's growing leaps and bounds i think they've got two machines now yeah and quite frankly they're working yeah they get a paycheck they get paid minimum wage they have uniforms they got to be on time they, they can pride. take break they got pride mm-hmm. and so now they're learning skills so the rest of the building yep. crossing our bridges does exactly that it teaches all kinds of skills they do cooking. They do um, uh, physical activity. They have to be physically active because, in some cases, they become docile. Yep. Their healthcare improves. They do. They do all kinds of things. And I'm telling you, it, it, it. I fell in love with it when I first saw it way back when, when they started, when I was MPP to bug the government. Yep. Let's get some money here. Um, it's all private. It's it's all private. There's no government money except for the passport money that comes with the child. Yeah. The, the previous government changed the program so that the money can travel with the parents to wherever they want to shop. Right, right, right. And get some services. And they're coming. And we got about 79 clients. It's, to me, whenever, you know, whenever I hear the word social business or social enterprise, it, it, it hits a really nice spot for me because 
for a while I was operating uh, the brand social business mentor. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so you know, but I was applying it at the corporate level. How do we apply social enterprise concepts, putting stuff outside, more charity giving as a means of making people right. aware of the business, da, 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 learning your community, you know, talking with your community, all these things, right? And I see very few companies actually doing it, but when I actually see a true social business emerge out of the true social business, back in where social business got its original name, which is like the United Ways and stuff like that. Um, and I see something like shredding barriers, and I see someone like Jordan, and I see that the ha- the smile on his face, and the happiness, and the I got a paycheck. Oh, and you know, and, and I know for a fact, uh, and I speak you know personally about this one. Um, when you're dealing with mental issues, and I have mental issues, um, not having passion, not having purpose, are two of the things that will completely disable uh, a, a brain. Well, you, yeah. you spiral down. You spiral down. The second that you apply passion to something that is a, of purpose or you have a purpose and a passion on the side. Like in my case, you know, my passion is podcasting. You know what I mean? This is, this is when I look back and I go, what are you passionate about? Who thought it'd be podcasting? Okay. Uh, and, you know, on the business side, that that's where my purpose is, right? Having those two uh, keeps me going. There was time in my life, you know, where none of that existed. And as you say, downward spiral. I'm a fairly healthy individual, and I downward spiraled. If I have to deal with other real issues, challenges, because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they're stronger than I am. Jordan is is ten times stronger than I am. You know, uh, you know and, and and here's and here's the good part about it, and that is we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, there's a lot more we can do, and we're, there's a lot more we're going to do. And uh, at a given time, people will get a really good snapshot of what's happening. And the really neat thing is that the staff uh, and Paula Tomlinson, the CEO, she's the executive director. She she knows how the neighborhood thinks and feels, and she wants to feed them first to make sure that they understand what this is all about. And to a person, to a person, Everyone we've approached has been able to give somehow. Yeah. Whether or not it's in kind, whether or not it's a donation of goods or services, or whether or not it's monetary, or whether or not it's their own time to help out. Anyone that's kind of come to see what's going on, they've fallen in love with it because they see the value mm-hmm. that that brings out that passion, that brings out the the importance of what it means for these kids to. These young adults. Yep. I mean, they're they're uh, oh, some of them are older. Exactly. Well, as you say, a lot of them have aged out. They've the, aged yeah. out, and 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 their their raison d'être for that mm-hmm. school uh, is very powerful. Yeah, very powerful. You get to see who they are. You get to see how they operate, and the care that they give that school. Yeah. Well, you know, an, a, another good friend of both of ours, well, more of a good friend of yours and a good acquaintance of mine, Doug Hunt, with Participation House. You Absolutely, know, same thing. You know, the, it, telling the, the, him telling me the story of, you know, building, helping building the first and da-da-da-da-da. You know, when you hear those type of things, uh, and then when you also know what, what they're dealing with on a personal day-to-day day, and yet they still give. Yep. They still give, you know. Uh, I've yes. had Randy sit there, you know, with the cat on his lap talking about his PTSD, and the man still gives yep. every friggin' day, you know, and the list goes on, right? That, that's who uh, they are. It is. It, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to have a medium such as podcasting 
where I can be in a city, and as much as I have a love-hate relationship with this city and, and a lot of the people in it, uh, that I can reach out, and much like you know, you reaching out to people and say, "Hey, do you want to come on over, have a chat, and, and you know, talk about these things?" So, uh, the next charity that we want to use, and once again, these are interesting use cases because in both of the cases that we brought up before, uh, in in the last one specifically, you had Phil, who's obviously an MP, who is extremely passionate about this project, and just recently did, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Statement. Statement uh, in the house. In the house uh, that was recorded and, and released or whatnot, and they talked about the mothers and whatnot. So I I know that one's multiple levels. And like I said, you're not even in, involved in politics anymore, uh, and yet you're, you're bringing value. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a politician. To be I'm retired, point. man. You, you are. You are <laughs> you're used to be. The, uh, the next one I want to talk about, uh, 100 Men Who Cares. Yes. Now, I know the basic concept of this one is basically, once smart. again, it's smart. You're taking, uh, 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 it goes back to the conversation we were having about doing the luncheon. You throw enough people at it, it gets done. Uh, you know, a, a dollar here all of a sudden adds up when it's, you know, 1,000 people. Uh, same applies for 100 people. So, so 100 men, who cares? Walk me through that one. Well, the concept is really, really simple, is that we get 100 guys, we put them in a room uh, quarterly and mm. say, give me 100 bucks. Yep. And that's 100 times Whatever's 100. <laughs> so, and then we have... And then some, in some cases. In some cases. Yeah. And in some cases, a little less, because yeah. it, it uh, goes up and down. Yeah. And what they do is they have a a short the meetings the meetings are only about forty minutes yeah. long and half of that is just the the chit chatting at it's the beginning the chit chat yeah. so what they do is they they choose in a in a bucket you throw in or register a charity you want to support and we pull it out and then we vote on the one that's going to get the money yep whether it's ten thousand or whether or not it's five thousand or fifteen thousand. At the end 000. of the day, it's a hundred dollars out of someone's pocket versus a thousand versus ten thousand. Right now, this yeah. has kind of been designed for those that are kind of in the hurry, on the fast yeah. lane kind of thing, where it's like, okay, I want to be able to do something to charity. I, I, I give the this one, and and I'm in and out, and thank you very much. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. Another way to look at it is many hands make light work, and if I put a bunch of $100 bills in a pot, it means a lot. And the last one is, I keep telling people, a lot of the smaller charities don't get the attention. They don't get the pizzazz. And for them, if you gave them $1,000, let's forget 10, if you give them $1,000, they hit the lottery because they don't make a lot of money, but they still plug away trying to... so. It's fantastic, yeah. it, well, it, and and a lot of it, a lot of it is local. A lot of it is very, very local. So, uh, kids after school, for example, yep. oh, crossing know. all bridges. Yep. So, anyone that has a small organization that doesn't have this uh, provincial or national or reputation, or the United Way, in, in some it's cases, local. Yeah. So, so th- that's what happened. And quite frankly, when I first joined, I was still MPP. They asked a bunch of us yep. and the organizers kind of sent out a general ask, yep. are, are you guys interested in joining? And we had a hundred and I think it was when we first started about 120 names. That yeah. Signed you, up. you typically have that spike and the spike settles, and then it settles you know, down. Yeah, so, uh, w- what's happening now is there was a second one that operated because mm-hmm. they didn't start it up. The other guy, a bunch of other friends started yep. it up. So now we've got two 100 men who care, uh, and one hundred women, For the women who, who care. care as well. Yes. That one's yep. now it's going gangbusters. Yeah. They're doing a great job. Oh, I, leave it to the women. They're they're no, much I'm better. Not, I'm this. not going to be sexist in my statement, but yes, leave it to the female That's volunteers. Not Every, no, they know what they, they're doing. They know what they're and doing. and they're good at it. They're extremely good. 
So the so the two groups are kind of in that they've gone through the peak and they're coming down into the valley a yep. little bit. So we're talking about I've talked to the the organizers and I've said, "What do you think, guys? Let's pull it all together and even if we get more than 100, we'll still call ourselves Well, the branding 100. is 100, but at yeah. the end of the day it's about hey, if it turns into 1000, let it be 1000. I'm not going to say right. no, you're 101. Go away. Yes. I'm not, I don't uh, want your 100. Yeah, so I'm going to tell everybody no matter what happens, even if there is a merger or if there's like-minded and yeah. we cross paths we're not losing the hundred dollars you got to come up with a hundred bucks the hundred and once again four times that's a four hundred dollar spend you know and like exactly. i said some people have uh pre-defined uh, charities that they donate to and you know Correct. it's not for everybody but for those as you say that either don't have something uh i know for a fact in some of these cases you can prepay you don't even have to be there the night it's if you just want to do your donation but i think you're you know you brought up three points there's that fourth one that if you don't show up at those events i think you're missing out the big those are your community leaders all in one room and most of them were yeah and are you know those and and once again i i I would never say this uh to get the the impression that you're doing you're giving money to, to make yourself look good but you're donating money around people that you know, at the end of the day, appreciate people that donate money, you know? So, so, you know, if you want to be in good standings, it's not necessarily a bad place to be. Well, ask, you know. ask any public figure how many times they get asked, ask oh. any president of a company yeah. how many times they get asked. And, and most of them will tell you, uh, in a day, Yeah. how many times in a day do yeah. I get asked for money? Uh, it, it happens. And quite frankly, that's just an indicator that there are people out there working to help people. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a grab. Unfortunately, the cynicism that some people have displayed over the years is sad, mm. number one. And number two... It's telling of the times. It's, you know, you got, it's water off a mm-hmm. duck's back. Mm-hmm. Let, let them say it if that's their life, yeah. if that's what they believe people are doing. There are nine for. billion people out there. We don't have to focus on all of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of billions of Chinese people who don't even know this podcast exists. <laughs> you know what? There, 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 there's about eight, eight billion nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> that, <don't laughs> that don't know about this podcast. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good conversation, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so that that one, I love that concept because uh, obviously, I, and I was aware of of the dual uh, brands that were competing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know that there is only uh, so much pull, especially after that initial. Uh, you know, uh, benefit um, when when uh, when the veneer is fresh. That's or, a big or, one. You know, it's it's you know we talk about it. Well, thank Yvette. You know, it, this is it, something we're in the twenty second year. Twenty second year yeah. uh, has gone through various iterations or, or, oh, yes, or it themes. Has. It, it was a dinner. <laughs> yeah, and now it's. Who knows what it is? I, it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's it's, it's a called like, a luncheon, it's, but it's a luncheon. You know, sure but is. my God, you, you cannot. Walk out of that room feeling good. Oh my god! It, it is, it is one of the most draining days of my life. Yep. Period. You know, I, I'm exhausted for days after that. Uh, I'm exhausted for a day after doing a podcast. So, so you know, but the joy that comes from that day uh, uh, is huge. Now, the pain that comes from what we're experiencing with, with our recent losses it. is harsh as well. Like, of course, it is. You know, like. I, I, I smile as much as I cry, you know, and I've adopted a veteran. So uh, I, I have lunch with Don every Wednesday, you know, you, it's one of those things. You, you Leave do, him alone, will you? No, he, he wants me for some reason. It's it, it's very weird. I somehow got adopted or I adopted. I don't know. But it, it, it's one of those things where, like, for me, 
uh, and once again, not about me, but this one was close to home. And you, you may not necessarily have known the, the, the finer details of my history on the military side, but when you approached me, it was an immediate yes, you know. And as painful as it is for me to deal with people, <laughs> it's the <laughs> one that to this day I, I still contribute to. You know, what I mean? you because it's not necessarily about the people that are in the room. It's not necessarily about the individuals. It's not about the person. Your memory is, you know, it is much larger, yep. much larger than anything. It's you inside. Know? Oh, it's totally. in your heart, pal. And that one, like I said, for me, uh, I say Trump. I shouldn't say that word, but it'll never have the same word. But it trumps all other projects I've worked on. And uh, we're talking some significant work. And I will, t- I will tell you this. Um, when I approached you, I did not know that background. No, I, that's that's what I was saying. It, it and, was just and spectacular because, that it happened. And it, because, it was serendipity oh, because totally. I wanted you on board because of your expertise. Mm. And we, we were starting to build websites. Yep. We were starting to build and kind of up our game. Yep. And I knew you were the guy that was going to help us. By the us way, I'm working on the rebuild of the website today already. There you go. There you go. Um, so let's talk a bit about Thank Event because mm-hmm. um, it has so many levels to me. Yep. Okay. And in the theme of this event or of this conversation about playing in the same sandbox, it is one of the, the largest examples of a multi-tier involvement in this city. And, mm-hmm. and this would apply anywhere. I'm just It just happens to be in the city where... You've got not only elected officials at the uh, uh, mayoral level in, in multiple counties, you've got two elected chiefs, you've got the police department fully supporting it right from the chief on down, you've got the fire department from both counties, you've got the OPP, you've got the Six Nations Police, um, the list goes on and on and they on. And then, and then you've got 15, 20, 30 organizations that we count on and, and are grateful for, for, you know, funding this. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, I mean, huge amount of uh, of multi-tier sandbox playing to pull something together that I don't see it anywhere else. Yeah. When I took it over, it was a one-man show. Yeah. And it wasn't a one-man show. This was show. Stan? This specific- was Stan Wozniak. Now, it, it was not, uh, that's not an insult. No. Um, it, it was very difficult for Stan. Mm. And, and uh, rest his soul, he did things the way he wanted to do things, and that's fine. I taught his children, mm. and I got to know him enough that he tapped me on the shoulder one time and said, I'm doing this, can you give me a hand? Now, were you elected at the time? No. This, no, this, you were a teacher at the time. I was principal, okay. yeah. And, and, I, and I came in, and I saw... It needed organizing, mm-hmm. and I had to delicately get Stan to understand that if he allowed me to get this person to do it, just let them do their job, yeah. and then they'll come back. And don't worry, don't talk to them. You don't have to contact them. They'll get it done. And it started to show the signs that this is what could happen. Now Stan was in the middle of two or three other things that he created for veterans, mm-hmm. which which actually. He doesn't get enough credit for Well, let me take two seconds. Yep. The story, if I understand this correctly, is he rode his bicycle across the country touting the idea of a double poppy. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. He wanted to identify veterans easier on the street or even during mm-hmm. Remembrance Day. Yep. So he asked, uh, got permission from the Royal Canadian, and, and, and they said, if you put two poppies on, you're a veteran. doesn't matter yep. if you served overseas or not, just... You signed up, and you're you're you were a veteran. 
two poppies. And then now they made, now they make the little metal things yeah. with two poppies. So it caught on yeah. in the region. I don't know if it's caught on in the country, but it's well, caught it's, on. It's definitely, well, you know, you're going to have 9 billion people hearing this. It's going to caught on, you know, China's yeah. going to have it. So, so, hap- so what happened was, is when he did the ride, that became part, and then he had to do this other thing as he kind of evolved it out of the Dutch club, because mm-hmm. it, originally the Dutch club wanted to do an anniversary of the liberation of Holland. And they had a big anniversary dinner, and then Stan helped them, and then he saw the value now, of Stan it. Stan wasn't Dutch, was he? No, 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 he, no just, okay. he was just this he, veteran he, thing, yeah. right? This in his he heart. He gravitated to that in very, his heart yeah. of hearts. He Sounds wanted familiar. to help them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he helped them out, and then and then it created. Well, then why don't we do this every year? Well, we can't do a dinner every year. And then Stan said, "Oh, I'll do a lunch." Yeah, and then it started, and then. He had done the rowing. He was going to do some rowing. He was going to row across the area and blah, blah, blah. And once again, this is in an era where stuff like that is what we would turn to to catch the attention of the media. Right. You, you, would, do, you would swim the, uh, the, the, the Lake Erie. You, you would do, like, the, this was very telling of the time that this was the type of stuff that, that yeah, you would needed to. Yeah, he needed to, to get attention yeah. so that the volume of people that would understand it could help him. Yeah, this is pre Facebook. Yeah, this is pre-Facebook. Yeah. And then uh, and then during, subsequent during that process, I, I was elected MPP. And then Stan called me one day and he said, I'm done. That's it. Mm. I'm not doing it. I said, what do you mean you're not doing it? We're not doing it this year. And we were only months away yeah. from it. And I said, oh, no, no, we're, we're going to do it. And, and he said, no, I'm out. I'm gone. It was a combination of things. And, and to most people yep. not knowing, or there was a health issue. Yep. And then, you know, so, so I basically said, I can't, I can't let this, yep. it was too good. So I took it over and then I immediately formed a committee. Imagine that, <laughs> where, where things get delegated. And I put the call out and I know the people I called in would be able to tackle it because yep. I know, I knew enough of them through education and I knew enough of them through my charity work and everything else that of the people I brought in, I knew that we could make this happen in a short period of time because it was like an emergency. Yeah. We had to Well, that's right. Off. You're talking about that time where you salvaged it out of the ashes for like, it was going to, it was yeah. going to be ended. So we, we put it on and then I said, okay, now that we have this, we did the rotating chairs yep. every two years so that it was fresh and that we brought in new members from time to time, which mm-hmm. you were one of them and other people joined. And then the big catch we got was the participation of the 56 field regiment kindred spirits obviously uh and it was pre-afghanistan yep but definitely army blah 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 blah. so and this is now were they big artillery back then or was it still focusing on artillery they were artillery because there was a while there was still mostly um in any case no no no, it was the 56 field was was always artillery okay yeah the 56 field uh came on and the commander Every commander since that time has been briefed on this thing and said, hey, guys, yep. we're in. Yep. And so when you hear your commander say, we're in, yep. they're in. Yep. And they're oh, in right f- down to Lawrence, who's uh, the current one. Uh, yeah. You know, he drove. Did, I don't know if you know, the, the the day of the last luncheon, he was in Kingston. He was in Kingston. He, and drove, he drove all the way in, knocked it out of the park with his speech, and yep. had to drive all the way back. Yep. But yeah, uh, brand new to, to the region, had never even heard about it, and boom, he's and in. recognized yep. the input, the value, and the reality of, we went through an era mm-hmm. years ago, years and years ago, we went through an era where the Army wasn't seen as, you know, cool. Mm. That has taken on a new life, and quite frankly, the 56th at one time was talking about, actually, the federal government was talking about mm. maybe consolidating, yeah. closing, 
Jane Stewart and I, when when I, when she was MP and I was MPP, we went to some public meetings and we started to kind of say, "Wait a minute, what are we doing here? This is this is important." It would be interesting to see what would have happened to the armory if that had happened. Converted. Yeah, no that doubt. would have been such a shame. Yeah, you know. So we have what we have, and the fifty sixth yeah. has been uh, stellar ever since. The real thing that they do strongly for us is the grunt work, like the day-to-day prep to set up and all that kind of stuff. But also, they also bring the dignity of a parade, a color party, uh, respecting the elders, uh, elder kind of veterans as, you know, we were there. We understand who you are. You you have, we've got your back. And they treat each other with utmost respect and it's amazing to watch people don't realize that when you start watching it and i've had the wonderful position of seeing the well you're you're up on the podium watching it all and 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 when you see them interact you can see that the this respect that they have for each other and what the veterans need to understand is that when we see you we're in awe yeah here you are and i keep reminding people stop looking at them as 89 and 90 year olds (sighs) Look at them at 18, 19, or 20. 16. Well, some of, uh, the yeah. one guy told me his story. He was 14 yeah. years old. Yeah. Big guy, yeah. but, but but 14 still, years old, yeah. lied about his age and got yeah. away with it. The majority of the World War II locals were underaged, you know. And quite frankly, I used that when I spoke to high schools. Mm-hmm. I said to them, I said, how many people here are 14 years old? Yeah. Put up your hand. Yeah. 15 years old, put up your hand. There's people that lied about their age to go overseas to die. Yeah. Would you do that today? No. Most, so yeah. I, I, I wasn't being cruel no, but, to them. No, but it's true, though. It's the, the mentality. The, well, here's the other aspect, too, and you got to put it in a certain context. When you take something like World War II or the pre, pre- precursor to World War II or you know, World War I, um, the call for something yeah. like that is overwhelming. Overwhelming. Uh, you, know, you saw it with 9-11, uh, with, with the increase in Marines in the States, and the list goes on and on. Um, but it's, to me, what's really interesting, and this is, you know, when I th- think about a, a Matt Bradley or, or you know, uh, the list goes on, they're not necessarily, they weren't necessarily joining the reserves in their particular case during an active call to arms. You know what I mean? Now, in many cases, they found themselves in Afghanistan because they had put that, their name on paper and you got called. Mm-hmm. That's what being a reservist is. You mm-hmm. will occasionally get called and it won't be just for... And I just flood control. Uh, and I'm not saying that as a negative. That no, no. God help them right now. Like, you know me, I, I run uh, the Facebook page. My feed has been mostly supporting uh, uh, images uh, that have been submitted uh, from all of those efforts. You know, thank God they're there. You know what I mean? Uh, they are really good at filling bags full of, uh, of dirt, and I'm grateful for it. But you watch how they do it. It's that same model. It's 10 people, da 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 da, da and it's done. Uh, you know what I mean? That, that model works. But when you look at uh, those that chose to join, not because there was a world war, not because there was a conflict, because they felt the need to serve, mm-hmm. period. You know yep. what I mean? Um, we don't know those stories as well. No. You know what I mean? And they're not necessarily ready to be told either in many cases. Uh, but when you take the historical examples, as you say, of the Derek Pites, you know, no one pictures Derek as he was back then. Of course not. You know, uh, I saw a photo uh, we had recently lost, um, uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, um, Kern, um, the Korean veteran. I forget his name all of a sudden. I, uh, 
It doesn't matter. But in any case, it matters, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. matter for the purpose. I was looking at the photo that they put up, and it was like, you know, the original photo. And uh, there's another gentleman that, that comes to uh, the air show. I forget his name as well all of a sudden. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't have an ear anymore, and the photo that, that we pulled up for, uh, for the CF-18 people was probably the last photo of him with his ear <laughs> because it was taken before the, the plane uh, crash, right? Right. So, you know, you, you hear about those stories, and then, as you say, the kids now see them as elders, See them as senior citizens, you know, and, and what are our senior citizen responsibilities and not necessarily what are our PTSD responsibilities. Right. Uh, and then you take the Cold War period, uh, you know, and I, I have lunch with someone, you know, that, that spent time on a sub during, you know, the, the one of the scariest moments in our generation, which is, you know, nuclear, uh, you know, we would have all died yep. that day. Um, and he's in a sub not knowing what's going on and you hear about these things afterwards. Absolutely. You know, the mental strain um, of being on a run silent, run deep, you know, uh, it, it it's reminds, not taking a bullet. No, no, but it reminds me, and, and I'm glad you brought that kind of story up because it reminds me of um, how thankful we need to be without getting maudlin about it, mm -hmm. but it, it reminds me of how thankful we need to be in order for a segment of our society who have chosen to do that, and during a certain period in our history, we looked down upon it. Yes. And so from my perspective, you've multiplied the PTSD, you've multiplied that memory, because uh, I talked to a guy uh, two years ago, and it, it, it'll haunt me. Two years ago, the guy came up to me and he says, you know, I got to tell you something. This was at the end of the luncheon. I got to tell you something. You've, you've helped me understand why I need to tell you this. I kept, he kept hedging towards what he wanted to tell me and I could tell he was struggling. And he said, I had to witness some beheadings in the islands. This is how they treated their enemies. And I had to, I had to be there. I had to see it happen. And he said, it changed my life. Mm. Can you imagine people that were 20 years old, 18 years old, carrying that, and this guy was in his late 80s. Yeah. So his and, entire and, and, and life. And hadn't really pr processed it, clearly. Still processing to this day. Pushed it. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. And the need for him, because of the comfort that they all feel when we bring them all together yeah. and that the thank yous come out and the appreciation of who they are and letting them sit beside each other and share their stories and have some yeah. good time. And you could see a lot of laughter. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And some of these guys look forward to see you next year. Yep. See you next year. And to me, that represents the good of the community. They represent us as the good of the community, and by damn, they made the world better. Yeah, and it's great too because it's crazy. we we also give them that opportunity once you know a year outside of the, the actual Remembrance Day. Yes, events, that, where you know uh, they can revisit that part of their life in a safe environment, in a thankful environment, surrounded by their peers, and also, and I've said this before, you know. 
a current Afghan veteran that is currently dealing with a modern-day PTSD sitting beside someone that has been processing their PTSD for the last 60 years or whatnot is the best kind of therapy you can get. For both of them. Because nobody outside of those two people will understand, you know, uh, uh, certain aspects uh, of society that we are fortunate to not have to... uh... Dave, have you seen someone beheaded today? (laughs) I haven't. Okay, but that's, I, I got to tell you, that's why I love Think of It. Oh, I, I just can't. And I told them that when I was retiring, I let them know. Yep. I said, I, I, as long as I can get there, I'm going to be oh, there. Oh, you, you, you are not excused. Yeah. <laughs> as, the, as the current co-chair and future chair, uh, you are far from excused because I'm pretty sure at some point in time, and I'll put this on the record, you said, Rob, if you do this chairing, Bill and I will be there to fully support you. That one's to you, Bill. In any case, Bill Chop has to be on this podcast at some point in time. That's, yeah, that's someone yeah, he's I want. got some stories. I know. I, I have a lot of respect for Bill. So we we used four examples, and the yes. reason we use these four examples, these are all examples, especially the thank event, considering the levels of the community activity. coming together. Oh it's you would not have that occur if you were not all playing in the sandbox together. Yep. That is a prime example of one big sandbox. Uh, on that day, uh, you know, every year. It's, yep. it's it's a proud moment to watch happen, and as it evolves and, and, and starts to come together for the event itself, um, it's a joy to hear the reports of everybody saying, yep, we got the donation, we got yep. this, we got that, everything's all set, and everybody does it like clockwork, and it's it, it feels so right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's the event envy of some cities, because I've had some visitors come and say there was a... Uh, there was a group from Cambridge. There was a group from Hamilton. There were friends that would call us at the office when I was in my office. There were friends that would call me in my office and say, Bob's coming over from Vancouver to yeah. visit me just so that he could go to the thank event. Yeah. And I'm going, holy mackerel, we're supposed to only do the local guys. Well, you know, send, it, send it, them along. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And once again, not not to put a fine point on it, it's, well, it, once again, it's not about us. It's about them. You know, and I've said this before, if you're willing and want to make the trek to Brantford, I'm not going to be the one to deny you (laughs) a seat at that table if you are a veteran. It's as simple as that. Okay, we can't go running around advertising this too much. No, no, it's not about that. We still have good numbers in there. We've got great numbers, but it's one of those things where I believe truly that that day is a day to be thankful. And if anybody, especially those that are struggling, oh, yeah, where, where that event could help them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there for a reason in that sense, right? And it's, you know, like I said, I, I'm involved. I'm not even a level of government, you know, or, or anything like that. Uh, so th- this is me speaking for me here, right? Uh, but I truly believe that when you see something like that happen, and it's not about, you know, all the politicians being on the stage doing their speeches or whatnot. It's not about all the officials being in the audience. It's not, it's not about the Lord Mayor Walter doing, you know, the, 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 the grace. You know what I mean? It's all of it. Mm-hmm. And it is by far one of the examples uh, that I, I, I hold on to. When I look at that, like, there are people at that, at that luncheon that I would not say hi to outside of that luncheon. But on that day, at that event, they get a hug. Simple as that, because it's the respect of that event. Oh, going to be the hugging chairman. I, 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 <laughs> well, you know, hey, I, I've said this before. Brantford turned me into a hugger. There you, you know, go. It's it. There's just something about Brantford. Better that than a mugger. 
Oh my God! It's, you know, better that than a lot of things. Like I said, I have I have a love hate relationship. I'll be the first to say it. But you know, I still talk about Brantford on a regular basis with these podcasts. Every single podcast has been about Brantford. You know, yep. so what I'd like to do is recap briefly, if you sure. will, the theme. No problem. Uh, and maybe uh, just a, a quick shout out to to the organizations that would uh, be a good example of a use case. Uh, and if anybody, uh, you know, comes across uh, this information and wants to hear more, obviously there'll be a lot more information available to them, be it online or, or listen to this podcast a couple of times because, you know, crickets. <laughs> so we're back with Dave Levac. Dave, tell me what's up these days. Well, we're just trying to help out the community and do some uh, charity work. And we've talked about uh, Crossing All Bridges, which is a really neat organization. And we're in the middle of a capital campaign, so there's uh, donations accepted. And uh, we're going to own the school. That's the idea is we're going to own St. Bernard School and it's going to become crossing. All, it is crossing all bridges right now. And then uh, we talked about the rebranding slash improvements and changes that are happening at the United Way, uh, which is to uh, brand it the community chest half and then the United Way half. And we're going to be looking at different ways in which we're going to help the community. So that's a multi-tiered way to help our community. And we talked about 100 men who care. Uh, we're talking about really smaller groups and other groups that have little difficulties where a couple of thousand dollars would really mean a difference. So we get together and give out 100 bucks. And if you want to become a member, go online, look at the website. And the third and the fourth and final one was the thank event luncheon. Um, it, it's coming close to its quarter century. And I've been involved for about 20 five or 26 of those because it actually took place before uh, the original uh, and then we changed it to the luncheon and so the luncheon will be 25 years old coming up so I've, I've been at it for quite a few years and uh, you yourself uh, have uh, got the hooks played into you from myself to participate and you've fallen in love with uh, Thank of yeah. as well so those are the four we talked about but you know what God bless help help a charity Help a charity. It doesn't matter who. Go volunteer, donate, whatever it is. Get involved in your community. That's what's going to make a difference for a lot of people. And when we think about these four that we we, we talked about specifically, and once again, you know, the, the detail is there if you really want to get into it, they are all examples of a multi-tier effort, not necessarily in terms of like the 100 uh, men, it's about getting 100 people together to a small work, you know, contribute, therefore. But all of these ones that we bring up involve multiple levels of government, multiple levels of volunteers, and have such a diverse view. How does that play? How does that even happen? Well, it's my favorite theme that I've been known for over the last, I guess, 20 years. And w before I retired was is we learn how to play in the sandbox together. Playing in the sandbox together is not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's a very simple way of looking at things, and that is if we all played together, we get more things done. If we all worked together, we get things done. If we appreciate each other together, it gets done. So we can stay as positive as we want to be, and we can, the sky's the limit. I'm absolutely keep your feet grounded, but shoot for the stars. Wise words right there. You, you know, it's the old... Uh well, like better term, you got to be, be a little bit humble, but still have pride in your work. Yep. You know, thank you, sir. 
it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate it. We got to do this more. We, you are always welcome, sir. Yeah, you know we, that. We, we'll have you back. We'll have another episode of Levesque in a Shack. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one, I'm looking forward to that one. Or the Man Cave, the as man I call cave, it. Yes. <laughs> You'll have to visit it. We've made some improvements since the last Oh, time my we gosh. You found, you found another chair at the dump, did you? <laughs> exactly. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much, Dave Levesque. I hope everybody enjoyed this. 